That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Commissioner Cooper. And tonight, get your engines revved up. We're in the Motor City for the Detroit Lions. It's Detroit Rock City. And it's time for TSS Fantasy. Rockin' is gonna work for me. And you just got planted. That's what it is! This court is adjourned. It is Commissioner Cooper. Welcome to Sophistication Station. I'm here to save the fantasy roster. And it's time for TSS Fantasy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get fired up because this ain't your daddy's Detroit Lions. Let's bring in our co-host tonight. Speaking of daddies, <laughs> Nick, you got Flander Macaronis. Welcome in. Oh, okay, because I didn't know if you're gonna go to, go to Fred, but that would be a granddaddy. I was gonna, so anyway, uh, I, I was gonna. Then I was like, "Hey, let me slide over." You, you look, you Dude, look he's more. So dad proud. Now. He's so proud of grand, granddaddy. Look at him. Look at him cheesing. <laughs> so yeah. So hey, great to be back. Uh, I don't have much of an intro, so I'll just say nothing. All right. Yeah, you're not. You're not all keyed up for the season. You usually have a nice long <laughs> little spiel, but all right, that's okay. Got to get warmed up. The season's I'm in coming pre-season up. Pre-season form. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Let's also welcome in Fred, the Jester Reyes. Speaking of granddaddies, welcome in live from his baby's bassinet room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I missed a couple of weeks, everybody. I'm back. Let's go. Just keep clowning. And yes, he's right. I'm in the nursery right now. But, but by the time the season starts, everything will be done renovated we're good let's okay. go yeah. don't let him rock a buy you to sleep because we got a lot of exciting things going on go to tssfantasy.com look at all of our latest and greatest rankings obviously they'll be changing soon as we're finishing up our summer tour here um also don't forget to check out underdog fantasy use that promo code tss we'll double that deposit up to one hundred dollars Jazz Sportsbook as well. Don't forget, use that promo code TSS. Lots of different promos going on there. Also, if you're looking for some championship bling for your fantasy champion, go to under or excuse me, go to Pro Am Belts. I'm just going to underdog fantasy for everything. Go to Pro Am Belts. They got lots of great bling for your fantasy champion. While you're on here, do us a favor, hit the subscribe, hit the notification bell, hit the like, hit a comment, little things stopping you from doing it, big things popping for us when you do. We appreciate you, and I'm going to bid my fellow compadres adieu because I'm going to bring in the doc. I'll see you guys on the other side in a little bit. The doctor is in. The summer tour is rolling on. We are in Motor City for the Detroit Lions. What's up, Doc? Hey there. Let's get it started with Jared Goff. So 
he didn't miss a regular season game last year. And in fact, after his rookie season, he averages fewer than one missed game per season. So a durable, consistent quarterback. He's going to be a 5% to the bench player this season. And if he does miss time, it's going to be limited to one to two games. Moving to the backfield, David Montgomery. So while Goff misses just under one game a season, Montgomery just misses over one game per season. He did sustain an undisclosed minor injury a couple of weeks ago in OTAs. Uh, it's undisclosed, not even sure what part of the body that is at this point. But it's not considered serious, and it's not supposed to affect the start of the season. So for Montgomery, we're going 65% of the bench for just a game or two. And lastly, Mr. St. Brown. Commissioner, can you help me say his first name? Uh, Amon. He is the, known as the sun god, apparently. Okay. Amon Ra, I, I saw. Amon Ra St. <laughs> Brown. In his first two seasons, he's missed just one game, and that was September with the ankle sprain last season. So durable guy's been on the field. He's a young guy with everything trending in the right direction, particularly his position ranking, right? He was up to number seven last season. St. Brown and the rest of the Lions, I've got to say, are looking healthy for 2023. He's going to get a 10% to the bench. Nice. Detroit and this whole division starting to look up from last season. Gotta love it. All right, Doc, well, we'll see you tomorrow for the Green Bay Packers. See you there. Lots to be fired up about in Detroit. This season is looking big and bright for them indeed. But let's hear it from our Detroit experts tonight. I'm really excited. Let's bring them in. Our next stop on our summer tour, it's ready, set, go to the Motor City. Rev up your engines for the Detroit Lions. All right, let's get it started. Welcome into our studio. First, welcome in Scott King. Welcome in, my friend. Hey, how's it going? Happy to, to be here talking Lions tonight. Absolutely. We enjoy you being here. Also, let's welcome in Jack Cavanaugh. Welcome into the building, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to, to join the show tonight. All right, we're happy to have you. Let's go to Andrew. We've got Lions fan report on there. It looks like you're on mute, though, my friend, but welcome into the studio. Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, like Scott said, always happy to chat about Lions football, especially with my fellow Lions fans. Let's do it. One pride, right? As they say, Adam Stark, no relation to Tony. Welcome into the studio, my friend. Yeah, no relation to Tony, sadly. But um, yeah, thanks for having me on. And, you know, always love to talk some Detroit Lions. Absolutely. I love having you on, my friend. So this should be fun. Let's talk about last year. We'll just start it out with that. Lions finished nine and eight. Um, you know, again, start off the season kind of shaky, but really finished strong down the stretch. Um, finished nine and eight, second in the NFC North. Offensively, points per game. You guys were fifth in the league, 26.6 points per game. Yards, 380. That made you fourth. Passing yards per game, 251.8, which was eighth. Rush yards per game, 128.2, puts you at 11th. Now, defensively, there's where things were a little off here. Points per game, 25.1, that made you 28th in the league. Yards per game, 392.4, that was dead last in the league. Passing yards per game, 146.5, which puts you at, or excuse me, I, I must have messed that up. Rushing yards per game, 146.5, puts you 29th. Passing yards per game against 245.8. So a little bit of a bugaboo defensively, obviously where this team struggled. Let's go around the room. Scott, we're going to start with you. Give me three words or less. Sum up last season for me and then expand on it. 
I think for me, it's still building, right? So Brad Holmes came in, he's trying to recover from the disaster that was left behind from the old Patriots regime that thought they were going to build something. And he's just building it the right way. It's, it's through the draft. It's through smart free agency. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of old school. I think you've got to do it right up front on both sides of the ball first and kind of work your way back. And Aiden Hutchinson has just been a monster. Uh, James Houston, you know, flashed when he came in after his injuries and the offensive line's holding up. So I've been real happy with what the moves Holmes has done. And, and I just think they're building it the right way, you know, taking it slow, not trying to make a bunch of flashy moves that are going to burn out and, and just building it, you know, the right way. So I'm, I'm really excited for this season for the first time. I could probably say that in my entire life. I'm usually the biggest lines pessimist. So I'm a little concerned that I'm, I'm a little optimistic this year. Absolutely. All right. Well, it's a lot to be excited about. Like I said, Jack, how about you, my friend? Three words or less from last season, season, excuse me, and expand on it for me. Building something special. I'm going to echo what Scott said. They're doing everything the right way. And now I don't love that they drafted a linebacker and the running and a running back in the first round. They still got incredibly talented players. And that's just something that they have done consistently. It's they get good football players. They get their football players hard workers. They are building a culture the right way. And as for the defense that you mentioned, that was so terrible last year, they went after it so aggressively. They have three new starters in the secondary, all from free agency drafted Brian branch, which was an absolute steal. So I think the lions are just doing everything right. They've gone from losing big to losing medium to winning small. Now just have to start winning big. Absolutely. And listen, I'm expecting Dan Campbell really to implement a good defense there in Detroit. I will tell you, as a fan of America's team, the Miami Dolphins, they still have Dan Campbell's statue down there with the dolphin helmet on. So we're still got got love for the guy for sure. Andrew, let's say you, my friend, give me three words or less last season. Expand on it for me. Yeah, I'll give I'll give you two words here. Delayed gratification. Um, I think it's important to recognize whether you're Lions fans or, or root for other teams like the situation that Campbell and Brad Holmes were put in when they took over for Patricia. I mean, that was not an easy situation. It was I know Brad Holmes, our general manager, likes to call it a retool. But in all reality, it was a rebuild. And I think year one was all about establishing that culture. It wasn't about that win loss column. And then you go last year, it was all about, you know, improving on the culture that you had built in year one and starting to put together some wins, which we saw them do ultimately at the end of the day, they finished nine and eight, but now you're in year three. And, and now this is the year where you have to start all the work you've put in those first year, those first two years, it's got to culminate to something. And I understand, um, you know, everyone's opinion about, or, you know, stance on, Hey, you know, it's a, it's a slow build, but the reality in my opinion is it's the NFL. It shouldn't take you more than three seasons to get into the playoffs. So for me, again, it was delayed gratification. It took us, you know, three years to get to the point where we are today. But the reality is this is a, this is a playoff team and they've got to put some wins together and make the playoffs this year, in my opinion. I think they definitely got the right tools to do it. Um, Adam, what say you? Give me three words or less from last season. Expand on it for me. I'm going to go one more game. And that was because we just needed one more game to make the playoffs. It was it was that. The Lions finished mm -hmm. hot. We ripped the heart out of Aaron Rodgers. We played the primetime game that we did not have, but we forced ourselves on the primetime field. And now we got a great opportunity. Week one, smack dab in front of the whole NFL against Kansas City. 
I think the Lions are primed coming off of their most recent game, which was the Packers game. And I think they are just ready to, you know, take on the, the NFL. I'm super excited to uh, see what these boys do. So as we're speaking of it, we talked about what was. So let's talk about what is. You talked about some marquee additions in the secondary a minute ago, Jack. Talking about Cameron Sutton, cornerback. You got uh, Chauncey Garner-Johnson, safety. Actually, you got Marvin Jones as receiver as well. Not a bad get up there. You did have a little bit of subtractions, especially offensively with DJ Shark being gone. Jeff Odota, uh, Jamal Williams, and DeAndre Swift. Obviously, some key marquee players in the offense now gone. Uh, but again, you added uh, through uh, draft and other means. So talking about the draft, first pick, Jameer Gibbs. So again, adding that running back explosiveness explosiveness right away with the running back from Alabama. And then Jack Campbell, the linebacker from Iowa. That was your first two picks in the first round. So that was great. Sam Laporta, tight end from Iowa, um, was in round two. Another round two, two pick, Brian Branch, safety from Alabama. Round three at Hendon Hooker, quarterback from Tennessee. Um, Broderick Martin, defensive uh, tackle from Western Kentucky. That was also in round three, so some nice uh, picks early on. Round five, Colby Soresdale, offensive tackle from William Mary. And last, uh, round seven, Antoine Green, receiver from North Carolina. So let's go opposite end. Adam, we'll start with you this time. Give me a prediction for this year for this Lions team and tell me why they're getting there. Um... We, we just ironically had our, one of our early prediction schedules or a podcast uh, last week, and I went with a 12 and 5. I think the Lions, 12 is a bit, it seems like a lot. It does. But we saw this team last year. We were clicking and gelling. The NFC North isn't what, you know, they were. Our biggest threat, Rodgers, is gone, and I, I really don't see anyone else as a threat. So that's six games off the bat that shouldn't be too hard. We only got some difficult ones in, you know, the Ravens, the Chargers, and obviously the Chiefs. And I do believe the Lions are going to be at a point where they might be still second-guessed or underrated or, you know, look down upon and then next thing you know that it's a trap game and they shock you know the ravens after losing you know or, or just coming off a bad week or something but ultimately i think the lions they showed they can hang in the big games last year we upgraded added a lot and i think we're going to be able to win a couple of those big games leading to a 12-win season i like it wow 12 and 5 for these lions big and bold let's get it andrew what say you well, I guess it must not be too big and bold because I, I think I agree with Adam here and, I, and I've got them winning at, at least 12 games this year. And I think kind of to harken back what to what Adam just said, I think when you look at the NFC North as a whole, I think the Lions have the upper hand when it comes to all of their division rivals. Because when you look at Chicago Bears, they're year two in their rebuild. They're kind of where the Lions were last year. You look at you know the Minnesota Vikings, a lot of talent on offense, but you go look at that defense. They got they lost a lot of key veterans this offseason, are relying on a lot of unproven rookies or just younger players in general. And then obviously the Green Bay Packers. I mean, who knows what Jordan Love is? That defense, while they have all the talent in the world, they were not all that great last year. They bring back the same defensive coordinator. So I think not only do the Lions have the most talented roster in the NFC in the NFC North, but I just think when you compare them to the other teams around them, the Lions are just that one step ahead. And I think just being one step ahead ultimately in the day is going to be enough of a difference for them to be able to win this division. So 
I got 12 wins. And that feel that honestly, as a Lions fan for, you know, the past 10 plus years now, that kind of sounds crazy to say, but it's the one season where I feel like I don't sound too crazy saying that. Yeah, no, to your point, um, you know, of course, the Green Bay Packers obviously took a step down. The Vikings look like they're going down, taking a, like a little bit of a step down. Um, and the Bears are on the rise. But again, they're, you know, again, a little bit behind you guys to look like as far as team development goes. Um, so, yeah, all fair points. Jack, what say you? Give me a prediction. I'm going to say that they win 12 games as well. I know I'm just following the crowd. But I gave them 10 wins last year. If they don't break my heart on Christmas Eve and ruin my Christmas against the Panthers, <laughs> then they get this, those 10 wins. So I'm going to give them two more this year. And I'm going to say they're winning the NFC North, the only NFC North team to make the playoffs, because as has already been reiterated, the Packers are rebuilding. The Bears aren't good yet. And the Vikings have taken a massive step back. They are in their retool phase. The offensive line is terrible. The defense is terrible. Kirk Cousins versus Jared Goff. Give me Jared Goff. I like it. All right, Scott. What say you? What do you? What do you got for a prediction? Uh, so, so I'm I'm slightly off off that number, but I'm I'm at 11, 11 wins, eleven and six. Um, you know, all for the same reasons. I, I think they're really building. Um, the, the right team and the rest of the NFC North, as everyone has said, is is on the way down. They also play the NFC South, which is down as well, right? I mean, it's a completely new – I think everyone is starting a new quarterback in that division this year. Um, so you're looking at, you know, not only is their their division soft, but, but the ones they're playing outside. So I think the offense doesn't score as many points this year. You, you mentioned some of the departures, especially from the wide receiver room. So they've got some work to do with some depth adding. So hopefully they don't need to because the defense is, is holding teams down. So I think people are going to be, maybe if they're trying to make a, take a shot at Detroit, they're going to say, all oh, the offense is not as explosive. Well, I hope it's not. I hope they score 24 points and only give up 12 and then it's a much happier outcome. So I, I think 11 wins win the division. Um, and, you know, we're, we're going to find out a whole lot the first game of the season, standalone Thursday night. 11 or 12 wins in this NFC that's not so great definitely, I think, puts you in the playoffs, what makes you guys definite happy campers. And who knows, get hot like you were last year. I think Andrew brought that up, how hot you were down the stretch. Uh, who knows what happens in the playoffs. So, absolutely, I love it. All right, well, like we said, this is not show what that is. Lions team no more. They are moving on to bigger and better things. Now, we got all serious here for the first segment. You know, we got a little talked about last year, talked about this year. Let's have a little fun now, right? I'm going to break it up. I'm going to have Andrew and Scott on one team and Adam and Jack on the other. We're going to play Fantasy Quiz Show Lions Edition. And basically how this works is just like Family Feud. I'm going to pair you up. I'll ask you both a question. Shout out the answer. Whoever has the highest will earn that spot for their team. You guys can finish out the round, but you'll have three strikes, or excuse me, you'll have a strike for every wrong answer. Get three, the other team gets a chance to steal the round from you. It's pretty self-explanatory. Let's get it on. It's Fantasy Quiz Show Lions Edition. There seems to be no sign of intelligence. It's the Fantasy Quiz Show. Uh, Justin Jefferson. <laughs> It's going to be a long game. 
Not going to be a long game tonight. We got Lions experts in the building. Let's start it out. Round one, Scott versus Jack. Let's get it started. I like to do little layups to start, but I have to say this one, not as much as a layup as it usually is. We're going to go top five answers on the board. Here is the question. I'm going in all-time history for your Detroit Lions, and I'm looking for your pass thrown TD leaders. Matthew Stafford. Matt Stafford. Jack, quick. Jack was quick on the draw there, and that is number one answer, 282 TDs. You've won it for your team. So let's go over to Adam, my friend. What guest do you have next? Uh, um, Eric Kramer. Eric Kramer. This is going way back, Adam. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I'm a young man. I'm sorry, Fred. I'm sorry. I was a little surprised when I pulled the list, too. I was like, ooh. All right, Jack, let's go. Uh, you got one strike against you, but you got the number one answer. Do you got another one? Ooh. Uh, is... Why am I blank? Scott Mitchell? Scott Mitchell? Oh, thank goodness. The lefty is on there. Scott Mitchell, 79 TD passes. He is number four all time on this list. Now, the rest of them, uh, good luck. Adam Stark, my friend. We're looking for two, three, and five all time pass thrown TD leaders for the Lions. Oh, man. Um, trying to get dive phone, into my phone. If you could phone your grandpa right now. I, I mean, would. That would... <laughs> um, oh, man. Um, uh, I'm just going to go. I, I <laughs> the judge hit you early with that one. I think the judge was trying to help you out there. <laughs> Jack, Jack, all right, listen, you got two strikes. There's two, three, and five on here. Can you nail one of them? Bobby Lane. That's who I was struggling Bobby with. Bobby Lane. Yeah. Wee, good job, Jack. Bobby Lane is number two all time, 118 thrown TD passes. All right, I hate to do this to you, man. <laughs> like, I don't know if you're going to come uh, up with it now, but is anything coming to mind? It's all just like guys who have been with the Lions for like three, four, five years. I'm like, it can't be this guy, can't be this guy, can't be this guy. It's like Drew Stanton's popping in my brain. I'm like, can't be him, but um, somehow, some way, Andre Ware. Andre Ware? Stop it. Get some help. Okay. No bueno on that one. So let's go to Andrew. You, you can, your guys got a chance to steal right now. All right. So I'm going to go to Andrew and Scott on this. You guys can talk this out amongst yourselves. You're missing number three and number five all time past thrown TD leaders. 
I was thinking Pete, but I don't think that may be back far enough. Rodney, he only he only started a few seasons, or uh, Charlie Batch, but that may not be back far enough. I'm going to be honest. I started watching when John Kitna was our quarterback, so that's about as far as my memory <laughs> bank goes. Joey Harrington, did he? Was he? Did he throw uh, a lot? Of he time? was. He threw a lot of interceptions. Oh god. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Patch was there for several years, or, or Rodney Pete, but that's those are the only ones I can name. I'd like. Uh, let's All go, right, Rodney. Rodney. You want to ride with Rodney? Yeah, Rodney let's ride with Rodney. Rodney. Why? 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 Oh, Rodney Pete on this list, my friend. All right, so here is your list. Number three, Greg Landry with 80 thrown TB TD passes. And number five, Gary Danielson with 69. So there you go. If you don't know, now you know some interesting Detroit facts. All right, let's go now. Andrew and Adam, round number two. This is when things get fun and interesting. We're still going all-time history, all right? But I'm, I'm not going to mess you up too bad. Well, maybe I am. I'm Instead of going through, like, stats, I want to go through winning percentages, right? So I want to know the teams you have the best winning percentage against oh. Tampa Bay Buccaneers the Tampa Bay Bucks wow yes for sure Andrew what do you say well I gotta go with the team that's been around a long time so I'll go with the Chicago Bears the Bears All right, we're going to go back to Adam. I'm going to go, um, let's try a, the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans. They're pretty much on everyone's list, though, ironically. Good guess. Yeah, uh, Andrew, maybe we played you? them a couple times and got one, two wins. Oop, there was my phone. <laughs> Um, I still think like it's, I still think it's got to be one of the teams that are in our division. So I'll go with Green Bay Packers. They're another old <laughs> franchise, so it's got to add up to something. The Green Bay Packers. Now we go to OT rules, and basically how this works is whoever will go. We're gonna go back to Adam and Andrew, but if you guys both miss again, then we'll get your teammates involved. And whomever gets it first, then the other team will get one last shot to see if they can get higher. That's how the OT works. Since we're already getting in the strike zone, so Adam, one last guess from you, my friend. What do you got? I'm gonna go with another bad team, the Cleveland Browns. The Browns. OT rule worked because the Browns actually are the number one answer on this list. Believe it or not, you are 16 and five all time against the Browns. That's a 762 winning percentage. Let's go. The number two one is the Atlanta Falcons. You guys are 25 and 14 all time against the Falcons. Number three. The Jacksonville Jaguars. You guys are five and three all time against the Jags. Now, Andrew, you're on the right track with the old teams. You were close. The Cardinals, 37 
28 and 6 all time. They were number four on this list. And number five, the New York Giants. You guys are 24, 21, and 1 all time against the Giants. If you don't know, now you know. Good stuff, though. Jack and Adam, you guys are ahead 2 0. Scott and Andrew, you need this round here. Let's get Scott and Jack back in it. We're going to go top five answers on the board. I'm looking for all-time history, but I'm going to go with your top six receiving touchdown leaders. Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson. Jack was a little quicker on the draw against Scott, so he's got to take it for his team right now. Adam, that was number one on the list, by the way. Calvin Johnson, 83 all time. Adam, what's what's you? What do you got? I'm gonna go Herman Moore. Herman Moore. Or number two all time on this list with 62. All right, Jack, what do you got? Brett Perriman. Brett Perryman. Sadly, not on the list. I think Jack, that's your first wrong guess so far, man. You went on fire, bro. It is, and I went, <laughs> I went deep too. I went old. I thought he had more. <laughs> All right, one strike, Adam. What do you got? Charlie Sanders. Charlie Sanders. <laughs> Two strikes and a lot of meat on this bone. Jack, what do you got? Golden Tate. Golden Tate! Is a ton of meat for Scott and Andrew to nibble on to get back in this ball game. Again, talks amongst yourselves. We're looking for the top five receiving, or excuse me, top six receiving touchdown leaders. Uh, Johnny Morton was who came to my mind. He, he was there a long time, but that's I like that I... answer. Go with we'll go with your your gut feeling. We'll go with Johnny, Johnny Morton. Yeah, Johnny Morton. Good job. I... Right back in this ball game, two to one. Right, uh, excuse me, Johnny Morton, number four on the list, but he could have been four, five, or six. All of them are tied with 35. You got Johnny Morton, Leonard Thompson, and Terry Barr, all tied with 35. And number three on the list, Marvin Jones with 36 all time. Yeah. All right, gotta love it. All right, look, we're getting in, getting in, get close now. It's two to one. Let's go back to Andrew and Adam. Top five answers on the board. And man, I'm, I'm gonna hit you with it again. We're gonna go back to those winning percentages. Top five answers on the board. But I want to know the teams you have the worst winning percentage against. Green Bay Packers. Packers. The Green Bay Packers. No go on that. I heard Andrew sound like on that. Adam, what did you say? Because I couldn't really make it up. I said Green Bay Packers as well, too. So, <laughs> okay. Um, well, since you were second on it, I guess we'll we'll uh, we'll go with Andrew's answer. What do you got? I said the Packers as well. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. We'll go with uh, Adam for your next answer. Since um, we'll take Andrew's. Let's go with. 
the Vikings. The Vikings. Ooh, back to this hard question, Andrew. What do you say? Um, I guess we'll round out the division and go Bears. <laughs> the Bears. <laughs> All right, Adam. What do you say? Um, I'm gonna try to get tricky and go with the team that had pretty good run lately. New England Patriots. The Patriots. They're also on this list, um, or excuse me, on everyone's list, like the Texans were on the other side. So it was, again, a good guess. We're back to OT rules again, though. And this is funny because we've never had this twice on a game, but I love it. Andrew, let's go to you. We're going to OT here. Give me what you got. I mean, I'll go with team that has caused us a lot of heartache over the years and i feel like the cowboys could be on that list the cowboys adam what say you um let's go let's go the raiders the raiders I think that's six teams, so we got 26 more to go. Scott, what say you? (laughs) (laughs) We're we're running out of choices here. Um, I'm going to go with the Rams. The Rams? Jack? Eagles. The Eagles? Twenty-four more to go. Back to Andrew. Well, clearly we don't know our Lions history well enough. So I guess um I'll go with uh and you said this was uh worst Wor- worst okay. uh, winning percentage all time. I mean the Colts are what come to mind, but I know they're in a different division, but that was the that was the first image. That's what I was going to say before the Raiders. So we'll see. All, All right. right. Well, let's roll. The Colts. <laughs> and down the rabbit hole we go. Adam. My chances are slowly increasing each pick. Uh, I'm going to go with the team that's been around a minute. Most recently, we didn't beat them. We didn't lose to them. We tied them. The Steelers. The Steelers. <laughs> Why? 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 Mm, Back to you, Scott. I don't even know what to say at this point. Um, it's probably somebody that they're like one and three against, right? So let's go uh, the Jets. The Jets. Seattle. We're going to hit it at some point. <laughs> some point it's gonna happen jack what do you say my friend seattle was mine i think i got it oh my goodness this is terrible 
This one might go all night, I think. Adam, I think we're back to Andrew, actually. Andrew, back to you, my friend. Well, if we're going down the list, I, I'll throw out 49ers. That's a good one. Stop it. Get some help. Um, Adam? Going to go with the Ravens. The Ravens? It happened. We did it. Congratulations, <laughs> my friend. You and you've won it for your team, by the way. That was probably the the biggest, longest round we've ever had. But here you get did get the number one answer. You guys are against the Ravens, one in five all time. Uh, they are number one on your list. Number two on your list, the Texans. Believe it or not, you guys are one in four all time against the Texans. Crazy enough. The Tennessee Titans are number three. You guys are three and 10 all time against the Titans. And actually the Bengals are tied with them. You're three and 10 also against the Bengals. And number five on this list, the Carolina Panthers. You guys are three and eight all time against the Panthers. Well, congratulations, Jack and Adam. You are tonight's winners. That feels really bad. The Texans. <laughs> and unfortunately, unfortunately on our show for Scott and Andrew, when we have winners, we have losers. So you're telling me there's a chance. We lose. Hey, at least I'll never forget Great the, game the tonight, right guys. Sorry, my internet. Sorry, my internet's messing up. However, great game tonight. This is the time where we like to get you guys to plug yourselves, let everyone know where they can find you and get all your great stuff. Scott, we'll start with you. Where can everyone follow, subscribe, and get all your great content? Yeah, um, you can follow me on Twitter, NFL Fantasy underscore more. Uh, I also contribute to footballgarbagetime.com. Uh, always talking Lions, sports, fantasy, whatever you got. So excited for the season to be coming for sure. Uh oh. I saw this behind the scenes. Um, uh, who wants to be next? Who actually just uh, who actually just spoke and gave their stuff? Sorry, guys, I was behind the scenes on that one. Thanks, no Scott. problem. Yeah, this is Scott. I already already went ahead and, and gave oh, my yeah. stuff. So if you want to throw it to Sweet. somebody else? So Adam, you want to tell us where you're uh, from and all the things that you're doing? 
Yeah, for sure. You guys can check me on Honolulu Blues underscore on Twitter, Instagram, all platforms. We just posted our most recent podcast with Twitch streamer Bearded Blevins, aka Jonathan Blevins. He's a cool guest. We had a lot of fun doing some betting, some Lions betting breakdowns. And go check it out at Honolulu Blues underscore. All right. Well, I appreciate you. Sorry, Spectrum does suck. Thank you, Original BXB. Let's go to Andrew. How about you, my friend? Where can we follow, subscribe, and get your great stuff? Yeah, yeah. You can just follow either my personal account at LFR underscore Andrew, or you can follow the homepage, which is Lions Fan Report across all platforms. Also, uh, host a bi-weekly podcast with three other Lions fans, so feel free to check that out. But yeah, Lions Fan Report, just type it in and you'll find it. Awesome. Make sure you go follow, subscribe, get all of Andrew's great content. Same for Scott. Sorry, I didn't mean to not give you your plug. Make sure you follow, subscribe, get Scott's great content. Jack, let's go to you. Where can we get all your great stuff, friend? You can find me everywhere at Javanaugh87. You can find my video work over on the Player Profiler YouTube channel. I run a show seven days a week at 7 p.m. talking all things across all the NFL, all the news across the league. And you can find me on the Believe in Lions podcast alongside Glover Quinn, who played safety for the Lions. We do a show that uh, we'll be ramping back up and be doing twice a week during the season. Awesome. Well, make sure you get on, follow, subscribe, get all Jack's great content. Listen, if you guys want to stick around, more than welcome to. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to do our fantasy focus for the Lions. But if not, it was a pleasure to have you on. And hopefully we'll get you back on later in the season. Thank you guys again. Fantasy Sports Corp and Underdog Fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with Best Ball. What is Best Ball? It's quite simply the easiest way to win. No team management, no trades, no waivers. It's their biggest contest ever and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit and win. You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money? Up to $100 using our exclusive promo code. Go online now and use the promo code TSS to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them Gingerbread sent Good girl. All right, well, let's get it on for the Fantasy Focus. And, you know, lots of exciting things to look at with this Detroit Lions team, quite frankly. Let's start off with Jared Goff with the quarterback. I mean, after some disappointing seasons with the Rams in 2019 and 2020, I think he's had a pretty – Pretty good comeback, I guess, from the Rams, you should say, especially after last season. Really finding his groove with this offense, um, especially offensively. We sat here, or excuse me, um, with passing the football, because I had mentioned earlier the stats um, earlier, how, how good the Lions were um, passing the football last year. Finished QB 10 um, in fantasy scoring last season. 4,438 yards and 29 touchdowns. I don't expect him to miss much from last season, to be quite frank with you. Um, so, again, I like I like Jared Goff to be at least 13th or 14th ranked QB this year. Let's go to some of the guys in the back. Justin, we'll go to you. What do you say, my friend? I got him at 20. Um, I think the time of Jared Goff being a top 10 quarterback has kind of passed him by, and I think that's not his fault. I think that's the – that he can't run the football very effectively 
So, you know, in this day and age, you can be a total shit quarterback. And, you know, if you can get eight rushing touchdowns, you're golden fantasy. So it's not from lack of his ability. It's just his inability to pick up those eight touchdowns on the ground like Jalen Hurts did, like Josh Allen did for numerous years. So for that, you know, I'm going to say Jared Goff is definitely a very solid QB, too but he's somebody I'm not looking at in a QB one league. And he's somebody that, you know, I can safely feel like I can pass up on a lot of like those upper echelon guys and get him in the back end and be okay. in like a Scott fishbowl or a super flex league. Freddie, what say you, sir? Um, I kind of disagree. I think he's uh, definitely, uh, I got him around 10, 11, definitely top 12. Uh, I, I can't count. 10, 11 quarterbacks better than him. I mean, that's what I can do. I can't count 19 quarterbacks better than him. Um, I think he actually finishes 11. I think Amron St. Brown has another big year. He's all they got. They have to throw the ball. So, and then you have to keep up because their defense is terrible. We'll talk about that later. So I see uh, golf throwing the ball over and over and over. Jack was all excited about their defense and the like, uh, changes they made, man. Why you go ru- ruin the man's parade here tonight? All right, Nick, what say you, my friend? What do you say about Jared Goff? Not a lot, apparently. You're still on mute, sir. You're still on mute. We'll come back to you. Jack, what say you, my friend? What do you, where do you got Jared Goff this year? I think Jared Goff will finish somewhere between QB9 and QB15. He is a low-end QB1, or he's a high-end QB2. The thing with Jared Goff is over the first couple games of the season, he threw six interceptions. And then over his final nine games, he threw zero interceptions and 15 touchdowns. So if he can avoid those turnovers, the touchdowns in this explosive Detroit Lions offense will be enough to keep him in that eight to 15 range. But he will never climb higher than QB eight. Like Justin said, the ceiling is limited as a low end QB one. All right, Nick, I think you're back. What do you say? Yeah, I I pretty much agree with what Justin had said. I don't rank him that low. I have I have hit him at 15, and I do see some some positives like what with what Jack said. He had that rocky start, and then the last nine games, he he didn't have, have any picks. But however, with their with their poorest defense, is the back end of his season is that sustainable? I mean, he had five 300 yard games last season. Again. As Fred said, he only got one, one guy to throw, throw to now that uh, Hawkins is gone, and we don't know what their running game is going to bring. So it's going to be tough sledding, but I think he'll finish anywhere in between 12, 12 to 15. And he's a he's a super flex quarterback. All right, Adam, what say you? Yeah, I kinda, I'm kind of with you guys, more so Jack and uh, Freddie. But uh, Jared Goff, I love him. He was a monster at home. He had multiple games where he finished as top five quarterbacks at home. Seattle, QB1, Jacksonville, QB4, Minnesota, QB4, Chicago, QB7. There's a few others. So Jared Goff, when he's playing at home, which is eight, maybe nine games this year, I'm not sure. But we get the off year where we uh, read nine games. So uh, Goff, I really like him. He is a – Top 12-ish quarterback with top three upside. It sounds crazy, but he's done it before. He did it last year as a QB1 for that Seattle game. And 
we took out a guy who had 17 rushing touchdowns in Jamal Williams and replaced him with a receiving back in David Montgomery and a super receiving back in Jameer Gibbs. Not to mention we're getting JMO back for unfortunately not the full season, but we'll, he'll be playing more than he did last year. So ultimately Lions upgrade their offense. And I think Jared Goff takes a step forward and finishes inside that top 12. I like it. Andrew, what do you say? Yeah, I think Jared, I, I think I'd, I'd rank him somewhere in that 12 to 15 range. And I think it's important to understand what the Lions are trying to accomplish on the offensive side of the football. And I think someone mentioned it earlier, like he had multiple 300 yard passing games. And that was, I think, more, I think that had a lot to do with the fact that Lions had one of the worst defenses in all of football last year. So you're playing from behind. You're asking your quarterback to throw the football more than you want to. I mean, you look at Jared Goff's game logs, like he's throwing 30, 40 plus passes a game and that's not the style of offense Ben Johnson and Dan Campbell want to be they want to run the ball 25 30 plus times a game so I think now with these two new running backs you're going to see the Lions run the ball a lot more and they're going to ask a, lot, a little less from Jared Goff in the passing game which is why I'd have to move him a little bit lower because they're just not going to be passing as much this year just given how much better that defense is going to be I think the biggest point is about opportunity. You know, you talked about the defense and the secondary struggling a bit. Um, and, you know, again, are they going to have to throw themselves into ball games? That's going to be the big question. That's always good for fantasy, regardless of when they're throwing the football. So um, either way, I like Jared Goff going in this year. Let's talk about the running game. Nick, you mentioned it earlier. We don't know what we're going to see with it. Is it going to be a Jameer, Jameer Gibbs? Is it going to be David Montgomery? Is it going to be the – or is it going to be both? They got two great – uh, you know, again, Jameer Gibbs has basically RB upside or RB one upside for sure. But again, with David Montgomery in that mix there that, you know, that kind of hinders him a bit. So I got them both in the low to mid 20 to 30 range because they're both there, not because of how good they are or not. Um, quite frankly, we know David Montgomery is bit with the injury bug a bit. So if it becomes a situation where Jameer Gibbs is the only guy, he's definitely got top 10 per week and could really do great, uh, great things for your fantasy roster. But that's betting on injury. Um, so, again, right now I got them both mid-20s only because of the opportunities might get taken away and be a little less. Um, let's go to Nick first on that because you brought it up. What do you, what do you say about this running game? Yeah, that's this is going to be uh, a little bit dicey, but uh, I have in PPR ranks I have Jameer Gibbs at 15, and I have uh, David Montgomery at 26. Now, what I'm expecting to see is that uh, Montgomery he's going to handle the workload predominantly in the first six to eight eight games of the season, and then once Gibbs gets comfortable in in the offense, they're going to give it give the ball more more to him. I was looking up. Montgomery stats. He last season he it was injury plagued, and he's never run over seventy nine yards in any game. So uh, he burned a lot of fantasy owners last season. Again, he's running behind that that Chicago Bears offensive line. I don't know if the Lions are going to be any better, but for what I see, it's going to be a split backfield. So if you're going to draft, don't draft with with the uh, hero back mentality uh fred what say you uh yeah i'm in total agreement almost with you i think montgomery is a uh, a low 
28, I'm in low 20s, like 28, and Gibbs right behind them at 30. I, I, I really worry about the offensive line. We could try to force feed the run game all we want. Um, I've seen it with the Jets when you don't have a line. It just doesn't work regardless. Two, three yards of carry doesn't work. So I still think we, we're going to see a lot of Amon St. Brown, and I think that's what the offense is going to gear to is that throwing of the, the, the throwing game. Justin, how about you, my friend? Um, I like them both. I got Gibbs at 17. I got Montgomery at 25. I think, like Nick said, Gibbs is going to be one of those guys that comes on late in the season, kind of has one of his uh, breakouts among the last 10 games or so. And I can totally see David Montgomery filling right into the role that Jamal Williams had last year, too. So, you know, this guy could be, you know, putting in 10 touchdowns. And he's just fine for fantasy. If you're really looking at it through a one-year lens of fantasy, I would just go out and get David Montgomery because you can get him three, four rounds later. And you're looking at a guy who his role in this offense is to be the touchdown guy at this point. So I would roll with that. But like I said, Jameer Gibbs, I think he's going to be a fantastic addition to this team. DeAndre Swift, the past two seasons, while injury-plagued, has averaged 70-plus targets in this offense. And every year they did that, he was at least top 15 in average points per game in fantasy. He's the real deal. I mean, he needed to kind of be brought along and maybe, you know, had you know less time on the injury time or on the injury uh injured reserve, but Jameer Gibbs seems to be the real deal, too, and he's from Alabama. One thing we know about Alabama running backs is they're built a little differently. They're built a little sturdier. So hopefully he plugs in and we actually get to see what we could have seen with DeAndre Swift in this offense. Unless your name is Trent Richardson. Yeah, that was the outlier. Everybody's got the outlier. (laughs) Somewhere out there. Let's go to uh, Adam. Proud of. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of with you guys, with everyone here. Um, I think Montgomery is going to excel. It was first six weeks where, you know, JMO is out. We saw what Jamal Williams did last year with all his touchdowns, and it wasn't just one-yard touchdowns. He broke off for a 50-yard touchdown, too. He broke off for a couple nice runs. So Montgomery is going to get most of that. I don't expect uh, Jameer Gibbs to be, you know, hitting the – the two gap on a, you know, wham at goal line wham. I believe that it will be Montgomery. Dave Montgomery has also not played with a great offensive line, even good offensive line. But if you look at his numbers, his yards per carry was just as good as Jamal Williams and Jamal Williams was playing behind the lines. So if you put Montgomery behind the lines, offensive line, he is going to excel. I think he's going to have much bigger plays and just, I think Montgomery is the better value pick. I agree with you, Justin. He's the this year better pick. But if we're talking long-term dynasty, I think Jameer Gibbs can be something special. Because one other thing that clicked in my mind the other day was I was thinking about the JMO suspension and the fact that we took Jameer Gibbs so early was such a bold pick. Now, do you guys think, this is just a gentleman question, uh, maybe that Holmes had an idea JMO is getting suspended. So I don't know if it's going to be a game, two games, three games, but we need another weapon in here. And I'm not, I'm not messed around. And they went out and they got Gibbs. So I guess that's my new belief, but I think Gibbs will be, will be a stud as well. I like, I, mean, I like the belief. Sure Gibbs was like freaking Bryce Young's only weapon in that Alabama offense. So I could totally see that being the case. 
Yeah, that's I, like you, Jack. Uh, or excuse me, like Adam said, that's probably what he brought him in for. Um, because, like you mentioned, JMO. I didn't know that was his nickname, though. By the way, that's pretty cool. Um, being injured for six games at least. So, Andrew, what say you, my friend? Uh, where you got these running backs? Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a bit higher on Jameer Gibbs, and I think maybe the rest of the room is. And I'll go as far to say that he's someone you could pick at the end of the first round, maybe even early second round. And you know, I think for for me, it's like I go back to Alvin Kamara's rookie year. This was a player that I think finished top five. I think he finished third overall in fantasy points at the running back position, and that's with and that's without having a 1,000 yard rushing season. And when you talk about PPR leagues. Jameer Gibbs is going to see a lot of targets in the pass game, especially in this play action passing game that Ben Johnson likes to run. I mean, you go back to um, Jared Goff's best years in LA, like Todd Gurley was an instrumental part in that pass game. And I think a lot of people forget he was top 10 in all receiving categories for running backs back in LA. So I think they want to kind of utilize Jameer Gibbs as more of a receiving weapon, not just a running back. And I think if you're someone that's in, you know, targeting someone in the later first early second round to me i'm absolutely looking at jameer gibbs because he's going to be used all the time in every single game and he's going to be getting i I could see a game where he's getting double digit targets that's how high i'm on jameer gibbs so i I absolutely love jameer gibbs in fantasy this year i love him as well jack what say you I think Jameer Gibbs is going to surprise people out of the gate, especially during that six game suspension for Jamison Williams. I won't be surprised is after that Thursday night game, because there's still leagues that draft after that first game, Jameer Gibbs, when he gets 10 targets, he's going to end up being a first round pick in those FFPC type leagues. But I also think he'll slow down the stretch once they get Jamison back. Once Sam Laporta starts to develop. So I think people might be a little bit pessimistic on Jameer Gibbs to start. I think he will have a role through the whole season. But once we get down the stretch, once we're in the December, David Montgomery is going to be the touchdown machine. They're going to spread the ball around a little bit more. And then 2024 will be the year that Jameer Gibbs really breaks out. Let's call him Nostradamjack. He has got the predictions for us today. Love it. Uh, Craig Reynolds also there in the backfield, just in case you gotta got to get one more in that backfield on your roster. All right, so let's talk about the receivers. We brought them up earlier. Amante Brown, I mean, hello. That's the one that definitely we want to grab um, out of this, uh, excuse me, out of this receiving core. Obviously, with Jameson Williams injured, um, you know, that takes a little bit out. So let's just say Amon Ra is a definite number one guy you go get. That's easy. But the real question is, is there anyone else here worth looking at? Marvin Jones Jr. has had his uh, ups and downs. Um, Josh Reynolds, his name was brought up last year quite a few times. Khalif Raymond also on the squad. So that's my big question because we could sit here and talk about Amon Ross St. Brown all night. Yeah, that's that's an easy one. But let's go around the room here. What other guy do you like, really? Fred, I can start with you. Is there any other uh, Lions receiver that you like? <laughs> no, I'm looking at the roster. No, I got nothing to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Justin, what do you say? As far as drafting goes, I'll draft Jamison Williams but I'm going to draft him really late because here's the factor into this. When he comes back, he's going to be coming back with a full head of steam. He's going to 
he's still going to have the attributes that made him, you know, great coming out of Alabama, which was his speed. And you know that they're going to get him back at least, I think it's the rules like two weeks or so before they can come back from the suspension. They can be on the practice field again. So he's going to have like those reps again. If I can get him at a steal, I will definitely click the draft button. But if he's going where he's going right now in ADP, I'm going to pass on that. One guy to look out for on waiver wires, though, is Josh Reynolds because he always somehow flies under the radar, gets like eight to ten targets, and every once in a while he sprinkles a touchdown on that stat line. You're like, oh, oh, man, Josh Reynolds? What? But, yeah, everybody else knows it could be. I feel like Josh Reynolds was on every waiver wire show last year. It felt like, all right, let's go to you, Nick. What do you say, my friend? Uh, pretty much a combination of what Justin and uh, Freddie said. No, but if I'm in a pinch, I need a waiver wire streamer. I'm going to pick up Reynolds. All righty. Uh, nice. Tidy it up. Really nice. Andrew, we'll start with you on this one. What do you say? Yeah, I mean, outside of St. Brown, which is the obvious one, even as a, as a passionate Lions fan, if I'm trying to win my fantasy league, I'm not touching any of the other receivers. And to be honest with you, I think if you do draft Jameer Gibbs, you kind of are drafting a receiver because I think he's going to be second in targets in this passing game for the Lions. So, I mean, yeah, outside of St. Brown, I'm, I'm going to not draft any receivers from the Lions. I love it. All right, Jack, what do you say? I think it's going to be a very consolidated target share. Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be an absolute target hog. Jamison Williams is going to be the clear-cut B. I don't care about the rest in fantasy leagues, but in DFS, there's going to be some value in a Khalif Raymond week. He's going to have that one two-touchdown game while Jamison is out. We're going to have to look at the schedule and the cornerback matchups and that stuff. So in regular fantasy football, not at all. In DFS, though, we're going to have some surprise weeks. There's going to be a Josh Reynolds week. There's going to be a Marvin Jones week. So I don't know when, but we're going to be watching. I'm calling. There's going to be a couple of Marvin Jones weeks. It seems like that guy is like a big – he's a big target. Seems to fall into – touchdown for nothing. Exactly. <laughs> That's true, too. <laughs> but it's going to be one of those big games anyway. All right, Adam, what do you say? Well, also, not just, you know, Marvin Jones, Josh Rounds, whoever. Uh, our tight ends have been involved. We saw Shane Zilstra get the three tight end, three tight – maybe it was two. Two, three touchdowns. And Brock Wright both had the two, three touchdown game. And – we just brought in Sam Laporta, a pretty much upgrade of both of those guys. I know he's a rookie, so it's tough. But, yeah, like you're saying, Jack, at DFS later down the season, if you want to just keep playing that Sam Laporta, Sam Laporta, one of them is going to hit. I can't tell you which week it'll be, but he is going to have a big old breakout not season, but game where he shows Lions fans he can do it all. So um, not too much outside of Amorazzi Brown. I kind of agree with everyone here, but J-Mo. Not a guy that I want to draft, but he's a guy who I'm going to keep an eye on because the guy who does draft him is going to hold him on his bench for six weeks. And if he doesn't come back and perform well those first two weeks, that owner is going to be frustrated and be like, I'm done. Get off my team or I'm trading him for cheap. That's when you, the Lions genius, swoop in and you pick up J-Mo and you maybe sit him one game, let him prove himself. But I definitely do think this guy has some upside in a fantasy you know, playoff run. Absolutely, and I'm glad you segued right in those tight ends because that's what we're going to get into next. And we're usually at this time we just we tighten it all together. Let's combo the defense and the tight end. And usually this is like you know a kind of a quick 
you know, end, but this is about to be the quickest, I think, I'll be honest, because I'm looking tight end. I have no idea. You're sitting there talking about Sam Laporte, and I have no, there is no way I'd risk any of these guys on my fantasy roster. And the same with the defense, no offense, but, you know, last year, not looking too good. And then this season, yeah, you've made some upgrades, but is it enough for me to feel confident to start them? Not right now, at least to draft anyway, but we may stream them. Depending on, again, you brought up, brought up some good uh, matchups, that certainly could be possible. All right, Justin, what say you? Is there anybody uh, tight end or defense you like? Yeah, I'll, I'll play the, the Lions defense for sure. Um, I mean, they really tightened up the uh, linebacking core with Jack Campbell. I thought that was a great pick. And then you talk about the, the back end where it was, you know, they were kind of a little volatile, especially with Jeff Okuda. Got rid of him. They went on a plethora of signings of Cam Sutton, Emmanuel Mosley, a bunch of other guys. And then they drafted the one guy that I really want San Francisco to draft, Brian Branch. Look out for that guy's name. That guy is the total package at safety. He can hit you hard. He can cover really well. You don't burn him. This is the guy who's really going to take over um, in that secondary, and he's really going to start sending messages to people coming across the field. So I really like what Detroit did with this defense. I think that a lot of the times with defenses, they really play off of the vibe of the game. And if you can get, you know, a couple sacks here and there, then you start forcing a fumble, maybe get an interception. And this whole NFC North is wide open. I mean, you got the Bears, you got the Packers, and you got the Vikings. Three teams very beatable. I could see the Lions taking this division over, winning at least five games in the division if they really want to. I'll go all day on that defense. Um, but let's move on to the tight end. Sam Laporta is the only one you want to try and get, and that's a flyer move right there. Uh, TJ right. Hawkinson was – um, yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. TJ Hawkinson was not a huge threat in this offense, and last year was weird that they, like, gave, like, nine touchdowns to Brock Wright and Sam Zystra – or Shane Zystra. But Sam Laporta seems to be the guy out of Iowa. All righty. Let's go to Fred. What do you say? I don't know how he got so much out of so little, man. <laughs> go ahead, Justin, brother. <laughs> I was going to say Brian Branch. That's all I was going to talk about for defense. I I will not draft. I'm a fantasy football guy. I'm drafting no tight ends, no defense. That's it. I got nothing else to say. Yeah, they're a wait-and-see defensively for sure, no matter how long. The schedule minds. Go ahead, Nick. What do you say? Uh, the tight end and the defensive room is about as bright as midnight. Uh, the, only, the only game I would consider playing the defensive uh, Lions for is it's October 15th at the Bucks. That's pretty much about it because uh, that is a DFS special right there. You talk about DFS, that's the game. You play because they're playing Baker. I just got burnt Mayfield. And just so you know, Nick's a longtime Baker hater. So just oh, so we're all, love clear. Baker all clear. Jack, let's finish things up, my friend. Any, <laughs> tell us we're wrong here. Draft the D or one of these tight ends we should we draft? Well, you can't draft the D because they play Kansas City week one. So that would just be an absolute waste of a draft pick. I take True. defense last pick anyways, last 
two, three rounds at the very least. So can't draft them. You can stream them. They'll play Jordan Love, who is still kind of a rookie. They'll play Justin Fields, who did turn the ball over a fair amount. So they'll have some good matchups, but we'll have to wait and see. And that's the nice thing is you don't have to play them early. As for tight end, Sam Laporta will have his weeks down the stretch. He's probably going to be the starting tight end from week one. So there's some upside there because really it's tight end three receptions and a touchdown makes you a tight end one. Nice. Adam, tell us what's up. Yeah, I kind of agree. Uh, tight ends kind of tough for the lions, but at least it's not, you know, something super tricky. Like it kind of was last year when TJ Hawkinson departed, where it was either Brock Wright or Zilstra. Now we kind of have a better idea with Sam Laporta. But all in all, um, if we're talking Lions defenses, I agree, Justin, or uh, Jack, I'm sorry. Um, week one, it's the Lions, or it's the Chiefs, and I don't think you could stream the Lions defense, no matter how good they're looking. And But throughout the year, you could stream them. They are favored in 11 games, so 11 games are definitely streamable. They play the Bears twice, the Packers twice, uh, the Saints who aren't that good. You got the Bucks, also the Panthers, the Falcons. So there's there's a few games sprinkled in there. So the good thing with the Chiefs being their first game, they likely won't be drafted at all unless you're in a Lions fantasy league with a bunch of Lions guys, then they probably will be. But wait till maybe even after that Chiefs game, get them for free. Seahawks game, it would be tough, but it is the home opener. Lions are looking for some revenge. It wouldn't shock me to see good performance. But after that, they play the Falcons, then the Packers in weeks three and four. So those are the two where I would take the Lions defense. They might not be looking for revenge, Adam. They might take that first one in KC. You never know, man. All right, Andrew, what say you, my friend? You know, I'll, I'll keep my answer super simple. I am not going to be drafting any Lions tight end. I'm not going to be drafting their defense. There is a million better, a million other better options out there that I can pick from. So I might stream them depending on, on the matchup. I know, you know, like, like someone mentioned earlier about, you know, when we played the Buccaneers, that might be a, a good week to, to pick them up. But all in all, I'm, I'm not going to touch them in, in the draft. Awesome. Yep. I feel you, but they're very streamable. Um, I've definitely learned tonight as we're talking about that schedule, those are some juicy matchups. As you were going over, I'm like, okay, I can see putting them in there. So I do like that. All right. Well, good luck. Thank you guys so much for coming in tonight and good luck to your Detroit lions this season. Again, everyone go follow, subscribe, get all of their great content. If you're watching us hit that subscribe notification bell, like, and comment. We appreciate that tomorrow night. We are in Green Bay, Wisconsin to do a Lambeau leap into the season <laughs> with Green Bay. The Detroit fans aren't approving of it at all. All right, so we appreciate you. If you guys are, are still tuning in, guess what? Right after this, we got another TSS show, and it's all about Dynasty Hour. So make sure you check out the Dynasty Hour. Chuck, Jagger, and my boy Justin and Andrew are bringing you all the latest and greatest in fantasy dynasty news. All right, guys, we appreciate all of you, and we are out.